You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's still waiting for its unnecessary prequel film. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Jeff. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news, including a bunch of uh, Super Bowl commercials that we're going to describe to you because that's great all over an audio medium, describing <laughs> a, vi- a visual medium. But first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Hey, I feel like that's our specialty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're very good at describing things that our listeners can't see. <laughs> very good at it. Like my nine pack abs. <laughs> Of course. Your nine pack. Have an uneven number of abs. Yeah, I got I got that extra ab right in the middle. Right in the center. That's it. Yeah. I have a six pack, but it's a four, and then there's one ab on the top and one ab on the bottom. God. Oh no. Okay. They're All like, right. They're like domino pips. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a five. I have a five pack, but they're all separate singulars in like a dice pattern. Mm-hmm. My, mine's a mine's a, a twenty sided pack. Uh, I crit failed on that one. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, let's get into these things we've been checking out. Uh, does someone have something they they've been checking out? Oh, we forgot we were gonna roll for igni- initiative on these. Oh, we'll do that next week. Oh, we'll darn. All right. yeah. We can only have one D and D reference per show. <laughs> It's already been made. <laughs> I don't think I really have a whole lot for okay. this week. I started watching the second season of The Good Place. Okay, cool. Um, which continues to be excellent, and like they just go buck wild with it after what happened at the end of season one, which I don't want to say because it's this big spoiler if it's... you haven't watched the first season. And the show's good enough to not want to spoil it yeah if the show it, wasn't great you know we could probably spoil things but yeah i mean go watch it yeah it's uh, it's one of the best shows in a long time you know comedy hilarious great go watch it <laughs> did i talk about celeste last week no you didn't i didn't let's talk about celeste for a bit it's a game for the switch and also steam it's a platformer i heard it's i heard it's good it is very very good i heard <laughs> it's an eight out of ten <laughs> Well, according to Polygon, yes, it's an 8 out of 10, even though their review list was no, glowing. No flaws whatsoever. Yeah. No flaws, 8 out of 10. <laughs> Figure that out. Anyway, it's kind of like like one of those Maso core platformers that's really hard and requires a lot of precision, mm-hmm. like a Super Meat Boy or. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's not a jerk about it. <laughs> okay, that's good. Like. It it has a whole different feel to it that makes it less aggravating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just because it's just nicer about it. Okay. Like one of the pop-ups said, be proud of your death count. That just shows how much you've learned. <laughs> like, well, that's refreshingly positive. Yeah, that is pretty good. That's pretty nice. Um, the dash mechanic is really cool. You could at any time, once in the air, you can do an air dash mm. that moves you in whatever direction you push a certain specific amount of space okay so you kind of have to get programmed in your head how far your dash is going to take you gotcha so you can make those precision jumps and do those walk wall kicks and you can climb walls for a specific amount of time all right cool and the design is just top notch and it's cool knowing 
like having a game like this that's almost like a platformer but also kind of a puzzle mm-hmm. like how do i use my my tool set that i have to get through here right yeah i've seen uh trailers and, and pictures of the game and it looks beautiful it looks yeah really right really art nice. is really really good mm-hmm. i saw a review complain that there's like no upgrades like you don't get new moves or items do you need it no it's not really what the game is about yeah it's refreshing knowing any room you go into, you have already have everything you need to solve. You just need to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's cool. And I think the game introduces enough new mechanics in every level that it never gets stale. Mm, okay. Like you might not be getting like an upgrade or whatever, but still this level has these bubbles that do a different thing. Or... Your upgrades are the skill set that you continuously learn instead of just getting an arbitrary thing that all of a sudden you can do an extra thing. Yeah. You're teaching yourself how to do the moves and that's your upgrade, kind of. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're increasing skill. <laughs> yeah. See, that's cool. I like that. That's very cool. It's a great game. It's definitely worth, uh, I think, like the 20 bucks they're asking on the Switch. Oh, 20 mm. bu- yeah, 20 bucks. That's that's like nothing. That's good. The Switch continues to be a, a great home for indie games. Yeah. It really has become that, hasn't it? Yeah. I found a great secret, too, that I went into a room mm-hmm. that had the, you know, those weird, like, colored blocks from Mario 3. Yeah. It had the, a white one of those, mm-hmm. and you stand on it and hold down duck. Mm-hmm. And you drop behind the foreground just like you do in Mario 3. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, is that, is it going to do what I think it's going to do? And it does. And that's how you get one of the hidden items. That's excellent. That's, that's very a, cool. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice reference. Yeah. 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 Very cool. But yeah, that's probably one of my favorite Switch games I've played since Odyssey came out. <laughs> excellent. All right. Aside from, of course, Sonic Forces. <laughs> of, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Game of the year. I did finish contender. that. Have you gotten S rank on everything? No. Have you 100%ed it? No. Are you the completionist of Sonic Forces? No. (laughs) I I might go back and try to S rank some of them, though. You unlock new outfit pieces every time you S rank. Yeah, it's constant, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a bad but good game at the same time. (laughs) I mean, I I don't really want to get into it again, but like, it's such a junk food game. Mm, Okay, yep. You're saying it's your guilty pleasure? I I guess. I mean, mine's ice cream, but yours is apparently really bad Sonic games. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's really bad. It's just kind of bad. <laughs> like, it's still playable. The controls are a little floaty, but it's still a playable video game. See, that's a pull quote for the box. Nerd Overload <laughs> says, it's playable. <laughs> it's a playable video game. <laughs> when you put it in your Switch, a game-like experience will occur. <laughs> Have you done any of the uh, uh, Shadow DLC no. levels? See, there you go. That's something to go yeah, back to. Because well, everybody's, everybody's favorite Edgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Cold, the Edgehog. Cold Steel the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much it costs. I haven't looked into it. I have, who knows? I, I have a hard time paying Too more much. than $5. <laughs> Unless it adds yeah. like another 30 levels. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get to make your super edgy oc character yeah you, you get a whole set of shadow the hedgehog inspired uh, clothing options <laughs> the netted shirt mm-hmm. it's 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 not a phase mom dlc yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. spiky wristband netted shirt uh eyeliner hot jinko's to- hot yeah. topic name bitch gun gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, if they gave, you know, Sonic a sword, 
for that one. <laughs> oh, for the Black Knight yeah. game? That game was rotten. <laughs> I didn't hate it. <laughs> you're, you're secretly a Sonic market, then, is what you're saying. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I'm a sucker for retro Sonic. Well, you, you wouldn't be in Sonic is. Forces because the retro Sonic levels are terrible. I know, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I didn't. I never bought Sonic in the Black Knight, so I didn't didn't feel didn't feel <laughs> yeah. that extra. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure had I paid money for it, then I would have felt pretty burnt on that. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah, that would probably be it. <laughs> well, I could talk about my uh, check it outs real quick. I saw a uh, handful of movies this week, all by one production company. This takes a little bit of um, explaining. You guys in the room are familiar with Red Letter Media, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, you're talking about guilty pleasures. I kind of like some of the stuff they do. They're they're a YouTube channel and um, primarily a movie review uh, channel. They um, they got a lot of notoriety back in 2007 for the um, their like 70 minute uh, dissertation on Star Wars: The Phantom Menace by their uh, fictional character, Mister Plinkett. He had this real weird voice, and you know, this fake like 90 year old man like mispronounced words but had a like encyclopedic knowledge of film that was actually a really in, really uh in-depth and interesting yeah. dissection of they, they did Menace. one really good thing once and they've been leaning on it ever since kind of yeah <laughs> they they have a handful of different shows um they're one show half in the bag i don't agree with a lot of what they say but i think that's more of them um catering their reviews towards what their perceived audience is they kind of are a little extra hard on certain movies, especially the newest Ghostbuster reboot, because I think they know that they're they anticipated their fans to be super hard and not great about it. But they have had some stuff. When I saw that was their big review they were going to do for the year was the Ghostbusters. It's like, really, you're going to go for that low hanging? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's <laughs> and again, there's I don't agree with a lot of what they what they say. They do have another show called Best of the Worst where they review B movies and I, they're usually pretty on point with that. Those are pretty enjoyable. But uh, but no, uh, I watched the couple of feature films that their production company has put out because they are also filmmakers. Uh, they specialize in uh, in films that celebrate low budget and no budget like effects and uh, just kind of cheap storylines and things like that. Uh, I, I started this out by watching their most recent film called Space Cop, which is... Uh, essentially a cop from the future gets trapped in the present and also a cop from the past gets cryogenically unfrozen and they have to solve crimes in the present. It's funny, the with the exception of the past cop, which is probably the worst actor I've seen. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is also the director and writer and like the main guy behind Red Letter Media, Mike Stoklasa. He is the worst part of that movie. <laughs> And that's actually a running theme with all of their movies. He is consistently the worst part of any of their movies because he is not an actor. He, he can write pretty well, and he knows how to write for his the uh, normal stable of actors that he works with. He, there's a handful of them that he usually uses in all of his films. Uh, Rich Evans, the guy who played Space Cop, especially, is in like all of his movies in various parts. Um, this is Jason Muse. Pretty much. It's his <laughs> Jason Muse. And uh, he knows how to write for him. He knows how to write for the other guy that he does the reviews with on Half in the Bag, uh, Jay Bauman, and like the other stable of actors that he has. But he just cannot deliver lines himself. It just doesn't work. But He just uh, always seems like he doesn't care. He, and Yeah, and I think he <laughs> thinks that's funny. 
And in certain in certain scenarios, it kind of hits a little. It's very hit and miss, but uh, it's more miss than hit for sure. So I watched that, and then I kind of went, ah, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, they have a couple other movie, movies. Let me see if I can dig some of these up. So I went back a few years prior to, like, I think it was 2011 was their release of uh, Feeding Frenzy, which was a um, kind of an homage and send-up of old 80s, like, tiny puppet monster movies, like Gremlins, like The Ghoulies, like, uh, you know, uh, oh. Troll 2, oh, where there's, yeah. like, little... Basically, if there's a little puppet that's running around, you know, oh, man. You menacing critter, things. You remember Alf. Critter, critter. Critters. Yeah, Alf. There we go. Yeah. Alf. Yeah, no, these things had like, I think they were called the Boglins or something like that. And they're the, basically these little orbs with teeth. That like were kept, critters? Yeah. That were kept in a crate in the, like the basement of a uh, hardware store. And uh, they get loose and, and menace the uh, employees. And again, Mike was the worst part of the movie. <laughs> Uh, luckily he wasn't a star of the movie. He was a, a fairly minor character. So it kind of worked a little better. I watched that and went, okay, there is one other movie they've done. And this one took me a little time to find, but I was able to find it in 2003. They did a movie called gorilla interrupted. This was the first feature length film that they had collaborated on from the title alone. You can tell it's going to be bad. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, an hour and eight minutes long, not a full length film, a merciful hour and eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were certain elements. There were certain scenes where it, everything clicked, but it was like shot on a camcorder <laughs> and, uh, it looked very bad and the acting was poor at best. And it just kind of seemed to kind of meander from scene to scene had this vague plot of one character turned into a gorilla. And at the same time, another character created a laser pack and the Mike Stoklasa guy, he played uh, a Sid vicious wannabe who had all the best lines and was the coolest character. That wasn't the butt of any joke. (laughs) He's the only character that wasn't the butt of a joke at any given point in the film. Uh, and I'm using film with air quotes, although you can't see it. <laughs> so it was rotten, but it was packaged in with a, uh, it was released in 2013, even though the movie was done in tw- uh, 2003. They just sat on it that long. They sat on it that long because it was so rotten, Yeah. <laughs> but it was released and packaged with a uh, 40 minute documentary on making of the film called, uh, and kind of a retrospective called how not to make a movie. <laughs> and I tell you, watching the documentary along with the film is like eye opening and like it make it makes me want to watch make a movie <laughs> like uh they talk about you know what was going on prior to you know the making of the film where they were all kind of doing their own separate independent like shorts and they were all they all met on a uh, uh basically a message board in like early 2000s for like no budget <laughs> short film directors basically and um they had this idea to film a film movie in one week. So uh, all the different people that were in the film flew into Wisconsin for one, for seven days. They only had seven days to shoot. And um, the script was written the night before everyone showed up. So there was really <laughs> like no script like you do. <laughs> and uh, they had, they had a house that uh, was in the process of being renovated that they could just go through and destroy all of the furniture inside it because they were getting rid of it anyway. So the so that's why in the movie, the one character, the guy who's dressed up like a gorilla, uh, is like falling through things and like 
banging against walls and like punching things and falling down and breaking things because they just had stuff to destroy. <laughs> they ran into a lot of problems with filming. For example, they were all living together for the week and they all got violently ill. <laughs> yeah. They claim one guy said that there was an actor who was uh, vomiting in the sink during filming at one point. Uh, he said, Oh, I mean, I had a bathroom. He could have gone in there. He chose the sink. That's where my dishes were, but okay. Uh, So they had that, and then the script kept getting bogged down more and more. There was one of the actors, the one that flew in from California, the one that came the furthest, uh, was constantly trying to rewrite his character and undermine (laughs) the director and and, and cinematographer. Um, No one was happy. Everyone was angry uh, and depressed, and just nothing was right. But every once in a while, it all kind of clicked in a couple of the scenes. And it also talked a little bit about, you know, after the film, they watched it and pretty much put it away and said, I don't want anything seen from this again. <laughs> no but one needs to see this. No one needs to see this. But they went back and remastered some of the special effects using what they knew about filmmaking to like fake, like super low budget. Like before they had like these spaceship, like uh, 3D, like really cheap clip art models. They went back and made like little spaceship models and stuck it to the end of a uh, uh, electric screwdriver and videotaped (laughs) it on a green screen (laughs) to, to mock the, uh, the look of like, like if they had more time and a little bit more know how they could have done (laughs) this conceivably in 2003. And again, watching that documentary along with their first film is really fascinating. It's like one step down from clerks. It's like if Kevin Smith had like a little bit less talent. There's a joke in there. There's a joke in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but no, it was really interesting and really fascinating to watch. I love, I love no budget film. I love, you know, being able to see, look at things in a film uh, that I can go, I could probably do that. I could probably make that. And I love just seeing the process of, you know, let's put on a show kind of mentality because, you know, I've always kind of thought eh, it'd be kind of neat to make a movie, even if it's rotten and no good and like, yeah, I mean, looks I've very always bad. thought that too. I've all, yeah, it's always been like, eh, you know, I'm sure rattling around my brain, there's like a halfway decent script that could be done serviceably <laughs> and I would be okay with doing one and being done. So hold on to your seats because coming soon to theaters, Nerd Overload the Movie. <laughs> nerd Overload the Movie. That's it. Yeah, it's going to be rotten. I'll be in a gorilla suit and I'll be breaking stuff. And also some, you know, I some do other own a gorilla stuff. costume. <laughs> I did at one point, and it was stolen out of my sister's car at Bowling Green. Why nice. would you steal? Oh no. Well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool to have a gorilla. It's, costume. It is a pretty cool thing to own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you want to talk about like like no budget, low budget movies? Mm-hmm. There's this. There was this group. I think there's still a group, but uh, called uh, the Dead Gentlemen. Okay. Is their production company. And they did some movies in college. Mm-hmm. Their most notable ones are The Gamers and The Gamers Darkness Rising. Okay. Where they play D&D and then like they shoot themselves as their D&D characters doing stuff. See, that's kind of cool. Uh, but they also had these ones where uh, I think the first one's called Dead Camper Lake. Where, yeah, the very I what happened, the, yeah, very well, on the nose title, yeah, because it's not like you know, they're not like camp counselor, like the one guy is like a part of a group of like paranormal investigators, mm-hmm. kind of they're they're weird, and but they're like, but they're like super low budget, super like 
badly. To- yeah. Well, you know what? At that point, it's it doesn't quality is not you know the most important thing. It's just filming something to say that you filmed it and yeah. being able to edit it just to say I made this. This is a thing. I complete. I started and completed a project, and it has some semblance to what I would like. That's why I like trauma movies so much. Yeah. I mean, shoot, the Toxic Avenger movie had like almost no. I mean, it was comparable, especially to a uh, uh, feeding frenzy. Like the effects in that were very comparable to like the classic Toxic Avenger or classic. Um, well, I guess like the monster scenes in Tromeo and Juliet, that sort of stuff. <laughs> cannibal. Cannibal. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, <laughs> cannibal. Uh, that was just a bunch of idiots walking around the woods and, and period clothes, and then you know a little bit of gore effect every once in a while. And some really well done songs. Well, well you see, that's the thing. That's the <laughs> thing with uh, with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. The the dialogue and the and the writing and the music was was top notch yeah yeah and that's really kind of what you need i mean <laughs> the look you can get away with things being charming charmingly bad as long as you have a good script and a good di- and good dialogue and a kind of a good hook to it it's when you have a lacking script is when the problems really <laughs> yeah. it really kind of magnifies how cheaply made or actors that can't perform the script yeah that's that too well josh do you have anything not really i like I went back and I rewatched the first season of Rick and Morty again. As you do. Well, something <laughs> the I noticed. Good season. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I noticed is like in like the like the earliest episodes, mm-hmm. like Rick's voice almost has like this Brooklyn-y accent to it. Like the certain way he says things. You know, in those early episodes they didn't quite have and yeah. this is how it is with every show out there. You're gonna have a little bit oh, of, yeah. the, I mean, of it, finding it, the characters. Oh yeah, it, like it, it gets phased out to the like, you know, the Rick voice that everyone knows, but mm-hmm. it's just something that kind of clicked in my brain. It's like, oh, okay. Um, all the dialogue I think is about a hundred times funnier in the earlier episodes because it all sounds so improvised. It sounds oh, incredibly yeah. improvised. <laughs> and for all we know, it could have been fairly improvised. But yeah. I, I think that's so much funnier than yeah. And that and that comes with the the less improvised the show feels, the more um, like an actual overarching plot line the yeah. show was given. Like yeah. that second season, they gave it too much of a plot line. I think mm-hmm. the robots, Morty, the robots. It was a metaphor. <laughs> I don't metaphor. respect them. I don't respect them. <laughs> uh, God. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, I rewatched. Uh, actually, I went through and I watched all the Lego movies like back to back. Nice. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Good. Uh, good use of your time. Yeah, I mean, why not? They're good movies. Those live action bits in the Lego Batman star still are a little jarring to me. The scenes with uh uh Toby or uh, Toby Maguire. Uh uh Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Oh those are a little right. jarring. Yeah, I forgot like I was trying to think, I was like, there are no live action. Yeah, it took me a minute to remember. But yeah, he watches romantic comedies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they sh- I-, I wish they would have done a Lego like you know, version. shot for shot. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. That. that would have been really funny. Like, just, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, are you talking about Will Ferrell? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually, re- that was clever and well done. That was a nice twist in the yeah, uh, it, yeah. like, first you had, Lego like, movie. Yeah, the first time, you know, like, you, you know what you were getting into and like, they hit, you, they hit you with that part and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh this children's movie is very meta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ninjago movie gets pretty meta too. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, the whole opening of the movie is live action. Huh. Oh, right. Yeah, you mentioned that when yeah. you, when you oh, talked about yeah. the last time with uh, yeah. Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you crossing your fingers? I, I can't. I just have these these things, these these cup holder things. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. That was, that was a good time. Other than that, I've been playing like this stupid mobile game, and I can't stop playing it for some reason. Mm-hmm. 
It's called a rodeo stampede. Okay. And it's done in that that overly done like crossy road style, like like, voxely. Yeah, yeah. But the whole point of the game is you are filling your sky zoo. For some reason, you have an airship that is a flying zoo zoo, Mm -hmm. uh, with animals. Okay. And as you're in the the gameplay, is you jump from animal to animal in this stampede, and when you find a new one, you can you can ride it a little longer and then tame it, and it goes into your zoo. Okay. And like you get bonus XP for finding rare animals. rare animals. And okay. Like at first, I thought it was all gonna be, it was gonna be like just actual like you know there's some weird stuff. Uh, sounds like, kind of neat though. It, yeah. I mean, it's fun for some reason. I, I just can't stop playing it. Like to the point where my phone gets hot. Well, that's I, then it's doing its job. I mean, that sounds like a phone game. I yeah. can't stop playing Puzzle Fighter. The the oh, iOS yeah. port of Puzzle of uh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean, it plays like Puzzle Fighter, mm-hmm. and it has online multiplayer that matches up real fast. That's so. cool. Yeah, and you got Mike Hagar the other day, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, that was the cool. the first character card draw I did. Got me Mike Hagar, and I love Final Fight, so I was stoked about that. That's excellent. It has some deep. Uh, Capcom cuts too. Really? Uh, their Mega Man X is unlockable. Phoenix Wright. Okay, cool. Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe. No one cares about Beautiful Joe anymore. <laughs> yeah. Although I take that back. Street Fighter Five right now has a uh, a challenge mode where if you um do four different challenges within the next month, you get a uh Beautiful Joe costume for Rashid. Nice. In Street Fighter Five, and that's pretty cool. I missed out on the second week, so I'm not gonna get it. But uh. yeah. Man, I should go back and play those games. Yeah, the beautiful Joe games. I don't think I ever. I think I, I don't think I ever played the second one. Yeah, I had yeah. the first one, but I don't think I ever played the second one. Is that rare? Is that a rare game? I bet it's rare. It's, yeah, it's kind of rare. I don't. You don't GameCube, see it. It was a GameCube title. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you don't see. It's one of those games where people get it and hang on to it because it it's so good weird. and yeah. weird. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we get back, we'll get into a little bit of news. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. MB Subculture is the one-stop shop for all your geeky needs, from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup, and more. MB Subculture is located at 122 West Rensselaer Street in downtown Bucyrus, 567-806-5364, and online at subcultureoh.com. find yourself living in a shotgun shack and you may find yourself in another part of the world and you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife and you may ask yourself well how did i get here letting the days go by letting the water hold me down letting the days go Water flowing underground into the blue again after the money's gone. Once in a lifetime, water flowing underground. And you may ask yourself, how do I work this? And you may ask yourself, where is that large automobile? And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. Letting the days go by, let the water hold me down. Letting the days go by, water flowing underground into the blue 
the money's on Once in a lifetime Water falling underground Same as it ever was 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 Hey, we're back. That was Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads, a totally normal version of that that totally didn't feature Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Completely, totally normal, just the stock standard version of that song. David I, Byrne, not Kermit the Frog. Not Kermit the Frog. A, a classic. Did someone say Kermit the Frog? No. Because yeah, it wasn't Kermit the Frog. No, why are we no. talking about Kermit the Frog? I don't know why. Yeah. Good old Muppets tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> Man, that show was short-lived. It was short-lived, but very short-lived. good. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed that. Same with the ABC Muppets show that I will never not be mad that they canceled. I know. I know. They they needed to give that show a little bit more of a chance, yeah. I think. It just started getting really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they, they got a new showrunner. Like, they were turning it around. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Yeah. All right. So, hey, let's go ahead and get into some news for the second half of the show, as you do, or as <laughs> we do, I, I guess. So the Super Bowl was this past weekend. Really? I heard there was supposed to be an important episode of sports ball. <laughs> yes, there was a gigantic sports ball event. Hey, actually, it turned out to be a pretty good game. It uh, looked like and it. And you know what? The Patriots lost, so I'm happy. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I. You know what? I don't. I, I'll, I'll watch a, a, a rare Browns game every now and again. I'm, I am, in theory, a Browns fan, which means that I will. my team will never go to the Super Bowl <laughs> ever in a million years. In fact, they had a perfect losing season. They did not win a single game last year. And uh, the city of Cleveland celebrated by throwing a parade. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, way to celebrate mediocrity. Oh, yeah, that was great. That's not mediocrity. No, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's no, an achievement here, okay, to lose here, every game in, okay, the, in the Here's season. the thing I don't understand. Okay. City of Philadelphia. Your team won. Yeah. Why trash it? Because it's Philadelphia. <laughs> you know what? You, Columbus hey, has listen. done it too. Columbus has done it listen, too. Listen, you get oh, excited. Yeah. Your team wins. You're feeling good. You light a couch on fire. It you, happens. You, you climb you, to the top of a light post and bust out the light on top. You know? Yeah, you it eat happens. eat some horse poo. What? What? A dude ate horse poo. He was that. Just excited. Just that or amped drunk. up. Or well, yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, um, the game itself was really good, uh, but there was, uh, more importantly... The, well, the Patriots seem like they're like the 80s movie villain at this point. They kind of were, yeah. yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> they, uh, they have enough rings. Anyway, what I'm getting to is, more importantly than the game, there were commercials. There were plenty of commercials. Oh, I thought you were talking about Justin Timberlake. You know what? Everyone <laughs> is dogging on Justin Timberlake. I thought he did an okay job during the halftime show. It was nothing special. I didn't watch it. I really have no. The only thing that was a little weird was he did have a projection of Prince that he sang with during one of the songs. Yeah, that's that is a little not weird. But go- not then cool. again, they performed in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, and it was a tribute. It was supposed to be a tribute to Prince and. During the the uh, uh, duet with the hologram, with the hologram Hollow Prince, they actually panned back to a shot, a wide shot of the stadium from afar, and all all the buildings around the stadium, uh, certain buildings lit up in purple to make the Prince symbol. Oh, that's cool! Out of the building's lights, mm. and that was really cool. I I understand that there were a lot of people upset that they, saying that if if Prince wanted to duet with Justin Timberlake. He would have before 
he died. Well, but... that that and Prince has said before he specifically didn't want to want them to do the hologram thing. With yeah, him. it it wasn't really. It wasn't really a hologram per se. It wasn't like the, the Tupac thing. It wasn't did. the Tupac thing. They didn't do anything to where they made him say something different. They that didn't, he hasn't already, yeah. He, it was a projection of a previous performance. Um, performance that they put up behind Justin Timberlake as he sang with Prince during yeah. during the show. It was it it was a little gross but not so bad as <laughs> not as tasteless as you would think, <laughs> not as tasteless as a lot of people online are, are making it, but Timber like he did a okay job. It's like it he was... had that weird, like deer shirt. Yeah. Thing. The memes where they have Bob Ross painting his shirt. Cracks me. <laughs> oh yeah. There was a lot of like Hunter stuff. Well, that's his new album though. It's uh, like about being a man of the wilderness kind of. I wouldn't know. Somebody, thing. I forget who said it on Twitter. Someone's like, I don't know how you appropriate white culture. But it, that's what it looks like he's doing <laughs> with that shirt. He kind of did, yeah, a little bit, oh, a little bit. Oh lord. Anyway, uh, let's get to some of these commercials and trailers. Yeah, um, commercials. Yeah. So the commercials, there were a lot of kind of weird ones this time around. I'm I'm counting commercials separate as trailers. Trail, you know, we could talk about trailers yeah. one at a time. The commercials, some of the highlights for me uh, watching it. And I, again, I sat and watched the whole game. Um, there was a weird Doritos and Mountain Dew commercial with Peter Dinklage and, and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I can never remember Peter Dinklage's name. It's so easy to remember, though. <laughs> it's like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm not going to say why. Yeah, I have an I, easy. I, I... <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Oh. You got it. Okay. But that was that was a pretty weird one. There was uh, Tide. Just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, with those their are pretty funny. David Harbour is great. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty funny. He's a good guy. guy. Yeah, it's a tight ad. <laughs> like, did you see those those tweets that where somebody's like, "I I want if I get so many likes, will you be in my high school photo, David Harbour?" And he's like, "Yeah, but I want to wear uh, the school sweatshirt." And I want a trombone. Yeah. <laughs> and it happened, it happened. And he did it. There are a bunch of pictures of, <laughs> of yeah, the guy with the, with a, it's like a high school senior girl or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was, it's great. And he's got the sweatshirt he's, and, and the, the trombone. trombone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those were good. There was, um, oh God, we sat here and watched yeah, just about watched a whole bunch of them. Of them. It just kind of shows how quickly in and out of, of the mind there were they were good oh let's see here the, but not super memorable this there year there was the, the weird mmm one with danny devito oh yeah, oh, yeah. that one was pretty kind of like that yeah but i like danny devito <laughs> mm-hmm. i did too yeah and any i i like him better than that awful m&m oh yeah i would rather he be the mascot for m&ms than the stupid animated m&ms that yeah aren't funny and weird but we need to give um fry from futurama uh a paycheck oh, like billy, billy west, west. is billy west get, get enough work <laughs> yeah he, what's he done lately that's true he's he still does voice work yeah he's always background characters all yeah, that's true that's a good point but no that was a good commercial there only the same five voice actors ever get work in cartoons <laughs> yeah yeah well six Danny, uh john dimaggio is getting a lot of work now yeah yeah john dimaggio has always had a lot of work it's like john dimaggio billy west Tara Strong, Robert Paulson, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, 
It's like as long as there's a Cartoon Network, those people will have jobs. <laughs> Maurice LaMarche yeah. gets a ton of work. Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, yeah. Cree, Cree Summer. She still gets work. Still, yeah. She still gets work. Uh, Tress McNeil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is just turning into naming cartoon voice actors. <laughs> it's specifically naming cartoon voice actors that worked on Animaniacs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we did get all three of the Animaniacs. We did. And both Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. Did we ever talk about the Hulu... I don't think we did. Deal? I don't think we did. Let's hey news. Hey news. Hulu is doing a new season of Animaniacs. I am cautiously optimistic invo- about yeah. it. Yeah, I think it depends a lot if they get the same writers. Yeah. back. Mm-hmm. I think have they said they've got the same voices? All the they would have to. There's no way they'd be able to do the show. The thing is, I'm worried about. I'm worried about it just because that show was such a kind of lightning in a bottle. You had uh, writers who are given kind of free reign to write whatever. And so they did, including a bunch of like references to old thirties movies yeah. that no one would or get sixties movies that kids watching. There's it wouldn't... no way they would understand any of the references, but and that's what also like very culturally relevant of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what made the show great. Mm-hmm. And I think if they try to hip and youthen up, yeah. it wouldn't work. It needs to, have that same exact feel yeah although the they would parody modern things they would po- parody modern occasionally things, but like that power rangers one i found the that other was, day that one is actually yeah. really good that was well done they they did the opening to rugrats once uh, yeah yeah which is which is really weird mm-hmm. but i mean they did it <laughs> <laughs> anyway super anyway. Bowl commercials so yeah there were super bowl commercials those are always good uh the Budweiser didn't have the Clydesdales this year, which was weird. No, they, they, had, have... they had a bunch of LARPers. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. The Bud Knight. The Bud Knight. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. His bespoken bes- cape and his ye old codpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I, I've i seen a lot of those prior to the Super Bowl. They oh, played yeah, a ton they... of those before YouTube ad. They're on YouTube before mm-hmm. things. Um, so and Facebook. They were all over Facebook as well. It was all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on from the commercials, let's get into some of the trailers because this is Super Bowl time is almost like mini uh, San Diego Comic Con when it comes to movie, movie trailers. trailers. You got to give the nerds something to pay attention to. Well, you know what? They know their audience because they know that you have the super sports fans that are going to watch for the game, and then you have the super nerd fans that are going to watch for the commercials, mm-hmm. and that's how they double their viewership. That's I mean, it's, it, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's it's just good. There are two talking. Good, just points good marketing. The, there are two talking points of the Super Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. It's it's the game for the people who care about the game, mm-hmm. and then there's the commercials because all these companies just dump millions of dollars yeah, in all these ads to make a like, ridiculous spectacle. It's like Five million dollars for a thirty second ad this year, I think, is what it is what it was costing. I, mean, I, don't, on I, average. Don't, I don't. I don't doubt it. Yeah, it's insane amount of money. Anyway, let's... So if you want to kickstart now for our Super Bowl ad. Yeah, yeah, get in get in on that train early. You know, I'll have my movie done by this this time next year and we'll we'll kickstart uh an ad for it. I don't god, I don't know. Speaking of commercials, I guess in California there were a couple of breaks where they uh, allowed like local uh ads and I saw on I was watching uh I was watching Twitter the entire game just because, you know, people live tweet the game and that's stuff. That's always yeah. entertaining. But I guess in California, there was a full blown 32nd Scientology ad. Wow. As one of the, uh, yeah. Of course. And the whole thing was like, um, you know, a bunch of computer screens, people typing into Google, what is Scientology? And the whole tagline was curious, 
try Scientology. <laughs> it was weird. I went back and tried <laughs> to watch it. It was eh, weird. Anyway, trailers. We've wasted 12 <laughs> minutes getting to the trailers. Not wasted. <laughs> that's consumed. Consumed. Yeah. That's right. Yes. So let's just go right down the list and we'll just kind of talk a little about about each one. First up, Solo, a Star Wars tale. Story. Story. Eh. I I love Star Wars. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I was very meh with the whole trailer. Like, honestly, the only part that really remotely piqued my interest. Lando? Yes. Yeah, Lando was cool. Lando was very cool. Also, there were some neat droids. Yeah. I went, oh, this is a cool droid. That's basically what I took away from it. Oh, yeah. a neat droid. That one droid looks like Alpha 5. A little he bit. He has the spaceship head. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's golden, oh, also, has a spaceship head. Also, yeah. the land speeder that he was driving. The land speeder I immediately was cool. went, well, I want that Lego. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I'm i going to see it, and I am I am excited for it, but unlike Rogue One, which is a story that really, there's there's something behind, you know, the story of getting the- The Death Star plans. The Death Star plans. Even, even if it does overwrite the plot of Dark Forces- the greatest Star Wars game ever made. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, Dash Rendar, you didn't get those. Hey, listen, Disney bought Star Wars, so none of your EU counts anymore. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> listen, if my Shadows of the Empire doesn't count anymore, that means your Dark Forces, Dark Forces doesn't Dark count. Dark Forces leads up to Shadows of the Empire, I think. Yeah, yeah. Shadows of the Empire was the second Dark Forces game. Yeah. I, I well, no, it, it wasn't. Or yeah, oh, Jedi Knight. What, what am I thinking? Shadows of the Empire. What am I thinking? There was a, a book. There's a, a series, a couple of uh, graphic novels. There was it was an N64 game. Oh, it was an N64 game as well. Yeah. Okay. Were, were you play? You were Dash Rendar in that too. Okay. Okay. Well, the one I'm thinking of was uh, Luke becomes an apprentice to heir to the Empire. Heir to the yeah, he becomes an apprentice to uh, a, a Palpatine clone. A Palpatine clone. Yeah. And learns uh, this um, Sith and yep. becomes like a gray. Jedi, basically. Yep, heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire. Okay, that's what I... I always get those two names mixed up. Anyway, heir to the Empire is the one I like. Um, Shadows of the Empire does not hold up very well. Okay, well then, well then, there we go. Um, yeah, Solo looks fine. I'll go see it, but I'm just... There are some characters that I just don't think I need the... I don't need to see how the, the, the sausage was made Yeah. in this particular case. I think, yeah, Han Solo's better with an air of mystery about him. Yeah. Also, that dude does not look like a young Han Solo. No, he doesn't. Not at all. No. Like, you can see, like, where he kind of tries to pull, like, the young, like, Harrison Ford faces he did, but, like... He tries. Eh. And the the voice is close. They-ish. He... I think if you close your eyes and kind of... Squint a little. Squint a little. <laughs> you might... You squint he, your he ears. Might, he might kind of look like... <laughs> yeah. He might kind of almost pass off as Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, then you better be doing some like Clint Eastwood level of squinting. Yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. But, it, uh, it didn't look right. Like, it looked like new Star Trek does to old Star Trek. Like, yeah. Rogue One looked right. It yeah. looked, it had the right old Star Wars look. This, And that's the thing I'm kind of worried. That's the other thing I'm worried about. Because this film had two different sets of directors I mean, Lord Miller started this, and then um, Ron Howard, Ron Howard, uh, Clint Howard's brother, Ron <laughs> Howard, which is kind of almost whiplash of a difference. It it really is. <laughs> like I'm really yeah. I'm really worried it's gonna have like that uh that kind of like Suicide Squad 
Justice League effect where it just doesn't you, fit right. You can tell that they kind of hacked it together. I don't know if Disney would let it go out without it that without that polished on it. You know? Yeah, that's oh, the I'm other sure thing. Be, I'm, I'm really... sure it'll be better than those. Yeah. I'm like, I'm more talking about like the jarring effect of it. Yeah. I yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to go to the theater and see go and pick out. Okay, this is a Lord and Miller scene. This is a a Ron Howard scene. Clint Howard scene. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but like we mentioned before, um, the really the standout, and he's only in the trailer for like two seconds, was uh, Donald Glover, the childish Gambino, as Lando, the, the childish Lambino. <laughs> <laughs> he looked right. He did. He yeah. looked right. He had that fur coat. <laughs> yeah, that big fur coat. Yeah. And actually, I heard something about um, this. Will tie into uh, Last Jedi. You know, in Last Jedi, there were a couple of shots with those gold. Um, dice on a chain yeah yeah that yeah. made like no sense that have never popped up in any film actually, before actually actually. actually um actually okay um, um actually. actually me all right they are in uh a new hope aren't they yeah they look a little different okay they see them for like literally like a part of a second okay but they are hanging there well from what i understand those are the dice that lando uses to win the falcon yeah on uses in a sabic sorry in a Sabic game. Yeah. That's to win what the, to win the Falcon. those are. Yeah. Okay. Also, this movie is partially like, not so much like, it's also like, a, it's, a, it's a Han movie, but it's also like the origin of the Falcon kind of movie. I, Do we from, need, well, I didn't no, really we don't. We don't need that. We didn't need that. that. But yeah, from what I've read, it's the movie will like start off like, you'll see like the manufacturing of the Falcon. Okay. And it's like a timeline of. Uh, they'll use that as a device to keep, how time moves. Time moves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll see it, but I'm not. Hopes aren't high. Hopes aren't as high as uh, Rogue One. Yeah. All right. We got to move on. It, <laughs> it kind of looks yeah. like if this is the one we got, I kind of miss the idea of a Lord Miller one. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know yet. Yeah. We haven't seen the movie. Pa- we'll wait and pass judgment until after we see it, but expectations are not high. Red Sparrow. Uh, the Black Widow movie, but it's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> looks fine. Marvel drug their feet so long on a Black Widow movie that somebody else decided to make it. Make a Russian lady spy film. Yeah. And that's that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah. I like, really I like Jennifer Lawrence. She's fine. Yeah. So yeah. It looks all right. As long as she cares about the role. If there, there have been movies where she just does not care about the role she's in. I'm talking about the X-Men films. <laughs> uh, she, and it's she's can be kind yeah. of not great. But... Yeah, as long as she cares about the role, she's good. Uh, skyscraper. This is Die Hard, but The Rock, and he has a prosthetic leg. His robot leg. I don't know why they didn't call the movie Rock Hard. Oh. Well, well. Oh no. Well, listen. Gross. If they were able to call that one movie Blockers and use a, a chicken or a rooster, oh jeez, and in, <laughs> in, in all of its promotion, they could have called this movie Rock Hard because. It's just Die Hard with The Rock. Now, now he's in Rampage, a he movie is. about knocking building monsters knocking building di- buildings down, and he's in Skyscraper, a movie about keeping him trying to save a building from being knocked down. Yeah, but it's like a super weird sci-fi skyscraper too. There's like environments inside the building. Yeah, yeah I and mm. it it, had, it it pulled nothing for me. I don't care. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. The Rock picks good films, more Sometimes. or less. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Jurassic, was it Jurassic World 2? Jurassic, yep, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Every okay. time I see a trailer for this movie, it looks dumber, <laughs> but like in a way that I can enjoy. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I agree. 
there is a dinosaur that is most certainly not a dinosaur in this. Well, yeah, it's, it's just it's a monster. It's a man-made monster. Yeah. They keep doing this. They We're, did it with Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, it's now- it's kind of the way they're headed with the franchise, I think, because they went like mixed up dinosaur, different parts of dinosaur. Now it's going to be like, just a monster buck wild like yeah. no, no limits it's gonna be some kind of monster <laughs> well as long as they don't try to rehash the original script for jurassic park 3 this isn't the one that we ended up getting oh the one with the dinosaur soldiers the one with the dinosaur soldiers where the dinosaurs have robotic uh oh. cybernetic chips in their head that make them uh human intelligent talking robot dinosaurs soldiers. i mean the raptors are almost kind of kind of there anyway right yeah old blue yeah <laughs> old blue yeah Let's see. There's Mission Impossible Fallout. I don't know why they keep making these movies, except... Uh, and it's not a crossover with the game. It's not a crossover <laughs> with the game, unfortunately. I. Oh, man. Could you imagine a Fallout movie? Listen, the first couple of uh, Mission Impossible movies were great. They were really good. Well, back in like the 90s mm-hmm. when those came out. But... I stopped I caring know. a long time I don't, ago. I don't know anybody who does. Yeah, and... Tom Cruise keeps injuring himself on this film. He's like broken his ankle. He's done like a couple of different things. He just keeps hurting himself. Like maybe, it, maybe it's time to quit. He's an old man. It's time for him to take a break. I don't understand why he can't just do a movie where he just plays like a dude. A dude. But he doesn't know how to. He has to be running from things. Yeah. Just constantly running or doing a weird scream. Yeah. Like in the Mummy. He's oh got, God. He's yeah. Gonna- He's got to be cool action, man. It's like, how about you just take a chill pill and do a movie where you're like somebody's dad? I tell you what, the, one of the last <laughs> uh, great roles that he has done in the past, I want to say 10 years, was in Tropic Thunder. Oh, Remember yeah. Remember where he was, yeah, where he was that, that coked out, like, yeah, that uh, movie, exec. movie exec. I thought you were going to say Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> That's longer than 10 years. Yeah. But he wasn't yeah. an action guy in that movie. He wasn't, although there was a lot of running. He did do some running in that. <laughs> Steel Magnolia. He was good in Steel Magnolia, and that wasn't an action movie. That was a that was a pretty serious drama. Wasn't he also in Vanilla Sky? He was in Vanilla Sky. That was a weird one. My favorite my favorite Tom Cruise movie, Legend. <laughs> not Legend of Zelda. No, not Legend <laughs> of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Saving uh, the unicorns <laughs> from from Tim Curry. Yeah. Okay, there were a couple other trailers for different movies. We're not. We're just gonna kind of gloss over them. But I wanted to get to the Avengers uh, for Infinity. Um, Four or three? Three. 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 Three point three part one. Three part one. <laughs> um, it was only 30 seconds long. Nothing happened in it. There was a lot of angry running. There's a lot of yeah. angry running. Cap has a new shield that looks kind of like a just a spike kind of thing. Thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the movie. Don't get me wrong. But this trailer did nothing for me. No. It may have made me the opposite of excited. I like I'm still excited for the movie, but the trailer made me feel nothing like, yeah just go no go away yeah they could have they could have used this to tease anything but instead it was just it was just people looking at the camera and running we still got like three months before it comes out yeah and that's cool it, it caused anti-excitement yeah <laughs> right. to remind you yes this is still one of those movies <laughs> uh beyond uh, the Super Bowl trailers themselves, uh, a couple of um, other superhero-based, comic-based movies Came that like were released uh, because they didn't want to spend $5 million <laughs> for a 30-second ad. They just released them online. Um, and Well, one of them they just flat couldn't release on, on television. And I'm talking no. about Deadpool 2. 
the oh, first look of Cable. Man, <laughs> um, it continues in the tradition of de- the Deadpool movies having excellent, excellent super meta trailers. <laughs> Their yep. trailers almost don't have any of the movie in them, and which that's is great. Fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm just I'm fine with Deadpool just talking to the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the you know the whole thing about uh, Cable and his uh, CGI arm not do- being done yet. You just <laughs> and you see uh, Josh Brolin with the green screen sleeve on his arm, <laughs> and and then he cuts to Deadpool playing with his action figures. Oh God, it's great! Reach for the sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's super good but then they cut they do show some quick clips from the movie and it looks like uh domino is getting a pretty prominent role in the film which is excellent i love domino mm-hmm. i think domino is a cool character i think it's a really cool character mm-hmm. uh I, interesting power the whole you know the whole luck field that she generates yeah. around herself that she uses to not miss ricochet bullets basically um there was a quick shot of a bunch of other mutants on like the back of a helicarrier along with cable and deadpool the theory is those it's going to be a version of X Force because mm. they've they've been uh, tossing around the idea of an X Force film uh, for years. Yeah, and I can see them trying to spin the because Deadpool was so one Deadpool is separate from all the other X Men movies. It's in its own almost like its own separate universe. And two, it was so successful. I can see them try to yeah yeah you yeah. know spin that off into another film. And X Force would be actually be a pretty good. Fit. Oh yeah, X X Force would be great, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if they get um, what's her face to be X twenty three X Force. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, let's see, the other superhero comic film, uh, is, if you can call it that, is Venom. Venom. There's nothing to it except for Tom Hardy yelling and like grim dark talking. Grim dark talking. I don't know how they're going to pull off this film without being able to mention Spider-Man in any way, shape, or form. It is stupid. It's asinine. That's what it is. Sony is being real dumb. Yeah, they got it. They got in bed with Marvel and mm-hmm. made a great Spider-Man film. Mm-hmm. One of the best Marvel films, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot and make a movie <laughs> a about stinky Venom movie. Yeah, make a movie about Venom, who is who does have does not have a story without Spider Man. He can't have a story without Spider Man. His he can't have an origin. Yes, exactly. a successful origin without Spider Man. Venom's had his own books for a while. Oh, I know. They're, uh, I know. From what I understand, this movie is going to be pulling uh, heavily from the '90s series Lethal Protector, mm. which was actually a pretty good series. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was it was his first uh, uh, miniseries. I have where he was I, I transitioned ha- from villain to anti-hero. I think I have like a few of those issues. I, I do too. Uh, and it was pretty good, but I just don't know how, how much of an impact the character can have when you're not tying the origins to Spider-Man or not having him tied into that universe at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, that too. I mean, again, I'll go see it because I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Listen, I'll go. I will. I am. You're why there's two Ninja Turtles movies that think. Hey, you know, <laughs> hey, that second yeah. one, that second one was way better. I didn't watch it. Yes, you did. I didn't. The second one? Yes, you did. We went and saw it together. No. no. you. No, I remember. I saw the first. We saw the first one. I remember talking to you about the second one. Yeah. I didn't see I, this. I've never seen the you, second one. I thought you and me saw it together. Yeah. Who did I watch it with? Because I wasn't alone. <laughs> Who did I see that movie with? Anyway, there's one anyway. more thing I forgot to yeah. write on the board. Let's do it. That uh, comic book resource article about... 
is it time for an R-rated Star Wars movie? No, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is no. Hey, how do you feel about if there was an R-rated Star Wars? It's one thing if they're going to make like an M-rated game, but if you're going to make like, because I know they got the the guys who write Game of Thrones. Yeah, do... that's where this article, which I'm not... came from. Yeah, which and from what I understand, it's a whole separate. It's a whole third separate trilogy. Huh. It's away from the Skywalker. It's away from the 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 other trilogy that they announced the with the one director. Mm. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Ryan Johnson. Yes, him. It's a whole separate trilogy of films, and uh, the article I read never said anything about it being R rated. Yeah, this was this was a comic book resources article of somebody's opinion on that they should do R rated Star Wars. Well, first off, consider the source. <laughs> Are they hiring 14-year-olds over there to write for him? Yeah, it's not Because this good. is very much a 14-year-old's opinion on... Yeah. If it's got blood and boobs in it, it'll obviously be much better than the other Star Wars. Yeah. See, here's here's my opinion on the whole thing. I And this and this has got to be our last, our last topic for the show, because we're getting pretty close on time. Star Wars is for everyone. Star Wars is for everyone. And if you boil the... Listen, if you boil it down, I know people our age and older have grown up with Star Wars and it's it's a natural kind of inclination that you want to see the your favorite things kind of age up with you. But you can't forget that in essence when you boil Star Wars down to its basest elements, it's for kids. Mm-hmm. It's a family <laughs> it's it's for kids and adults alike. And by creating an R-rated and taking Star Wars in an R-rated direction, you alienate an entire audience of kids. An entire, like, the primary audience it's, of kids. It's almost mean. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, a new Star Wars, oh, but you can't see this one. This one's not for you. It's it's like it's like you're on a playground and you see some kids playing with, with some action figures and then adults walk up, say, I'm taking this and I'm going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> It's stupid. It's unnecessary because adding mature, yeah, air quotes, mature content doesn't make something better. It's not going to add anything to Star Wars if and who's somebody t- says the F word. And who's to say that you can't have something mature and it absolutely has to have cusses and boobs in it? Yeah. Like Rogue One told Rogue, a very mature story. That was exactly yeah. where I was heading with that. Rogue One, I don't think there was... You know, with the exception of the ro- of the funny robot, there was almost no levity in that film at all. That was a very it was a war movie, mature war. Yeah, when I walked film. out of Rogue One, I'm like, that felt like a Star Wars movie for adults. Yeah, and it didn't have any cursing or any suggest suggestive things in it, or like graphic violence. Star Wars doesn't need it because Star Wars is better than that. Yeah, and- it is. It is so ingrained in our pop culture mm-hmm. to separate it out like that is. Yeah, and I. This is a problem that's not just in Star Wars. It's a problem in just about all forms of geek media because, uh, we're, we're a little bit guilty of this. It's become more acceptable for adults who grew up with these kind of geeky things to kind of continue to hang on to these kind of geeky things. And there's a certain subsection of people that feel that it's only for them. Kind of hang on to it. Yeah. It's it's the same as well. Like I was we were talking earlier um superman comics yeah superman comics specifically there have over the years there have been time and time again writers who will come on and try to gritty up superman and try to make it and make comics make superhero comics you know for adults and not for kids and 
that's wrong because you know you're taking something that's that's for again for everyone mm-hmm. uh you know a book about a guy flying around in a blue set of underoos and you say no this is gritty and only for me and you kids can't have this plus gritty is what batman is for yeah <laughs> and he, and even still yeah you don't need he's the guy running around in black underoos Zack snyder films Zack snyder films yeah that's what happens when you gritty up something that is supposed to be for children for everybody I, I say children, but I mean for everybody. A a a wide general audience yeah. that everybody of all ages can enjoy. Yeah. Just, yeah, just because something is accessible to everyone doesn't mean it can't be good or can't be... Can't tell a compelling story. Yeah. There are a million great G-rated movies. There are a bunch of really crummy R-rated movies. Be, having a, a, being geared towards a older audience doesn't necessarily automatically make it higher quality higher quality mm-hmm. and that was the thing i was really worried about when like the first deadpool movie came out and it was like super successful and everything mm-hmm. i'm like great now they're just going to make a bunch of r-rated superhero movies because that's that's what they think people want and this article that was written on comic book resources i have a feeling in at least one way was influenced by that that thought process i mean it worked for deadpool and it worked for logan I don't want to see Luke Skywalker curse. Yeah, there, there's no swearing in Star Wars, is there? Like, no, really. No, no. A uh, scruffy-looking nerf herder. That's probably, probably the closest, yeah. the closest thing they get, and that's nothing. That's they a band. They can use space curses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, I would feel. I would. I would. I would. I would hate to think that those words exist. They exist within that universe. Yeah. Because Son of a bantha. Yeah. <laughs> bantha. Bantha voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> So we can't keep talking about this, but yeah. I, it's I, I I think I think we made our point pretty clear on whether Star Wars should go yeah. in an R-rated direction. I just the wanted to talk no. about it because I had such a visceral reaction to it. Yeah, I yeah, no. It. When I read that article too, it was <laughs> it, it kind of got my blood boiling. It, it really grind my gears. <laughs> really grind my gears. So anyway, let's go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com and I promise it'll work by the end of this week. (laughs) You can also find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email, your questions, comments, Star Wars theories, whatever you want. Whatever you want. To staff at nerdoverload.com. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm working on Spotify. I've submitted it. I'm waiting to hear back from them. So hopefully we'll be on there soon as well. Cool. So uh, again, thank you all for tuning in. And we will be back next week. Peace out. This show was sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes.